Hello, I am Mark Tucker. Hey there, I'm Alan Furstenberg. We are Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Hello, Alan. Hey, Mark. How's things been going for you? Busy, busy, chaotic busy. Oh, man. I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. It has been, uh, been quite a week. I was just commenting with uh, my wife the other day that uh, I feel like New things keep getting put on my plate and things that should have already come off the plate um, have <laughs> lingered. And so I'm just like, come on, I need to get some of these projects. Like just they're like at the finish line or, you know, almost. And I'm it's like, just, I that, just that, need to get them. That, that little extra, just, yeah. you're almost there. <laughs> I just need to get them done because I'm at this point where I'm juggling multiple things. And so I'm you know, still having meetings and still having to time slice my day for different things. And it's great. You know, I definitely enjoy the stuff I'm working on. Uh, but uh, a few less of those things at, at once would be nice. Yep. I hear you totally. Um, no, I know that, that I have these projects that I'm just like, you know, some of them have been on my plate for what seems like a long time. And I'm just like, finally, we're, we're almost there. Almost there. Almost there. Yeah, you're like, didn't I just say almost there last week? Yeah, oh. I know. <laughs> um, and, and of course, there's just always tons of new stuff to play with, you know, just trying yes. to, you know, outside of work, get, you know, get your head around some of the new things that are out there, um, getting read up on, on what other people are talking about. There's, uh, you know, conversational conferences happening in Europe and just trying to, to listen in on what's going on with some of those. Um, lot, lot going on around. Um, but I, you know, there's also some new stuff that, that you've been producing as well. You know, I saw the other, the other week that, um, that Rain has released, you know, has released some stuff under their open source program, which is your work. So yeah, that, it is. That was pretty yeah, cool. so I, yeah, definitely a shout out to Rain. Um, so uh, since I've been here, uh, we just went through a process recently of of talking about well, what can we do to contribute more to open source and and streamline that uh, that process. And so we picked one of the projects I was doing with uh, Jovo version four. It's a uh, CMS plugin for Sanity. We've talked about Sanity before mm -hmm. and we'll, we'll talk, we'll give it an overview too as, as we go through things today. But uh, we thought it was a good candidate um, for open source. And so we went through the, the process and uh, we figured out like what, uh, what do we need to include in a, in a proposal to release something as open source and what's the process and who needs to be involved with it at different stages and um, but, you know, and how do we make it so that it's got the information that we need to make the decision if this is the right choice to open source it or not, um, as well as let's not make it too onerous that it takes, you know, hours and hours to, to you know, create this, this submit package um, to go through. So it's, it's been a fun process to be able to work um, on that team that, that, uh, that, that went through that. And then it was fun that, you know, my project uh, was, was the first one to get picked to kind of uh, go through the, the whole thing and, and see how it works. And we got some feedback on it. And so we're gonna improve the process, but um, it's the uh, Sanity CMS plugin for Jovo version four. Oh, fantastic. And you know, it's, it's great that your company does support open source in that way. You know, I, I know my company, when we, way back when we started, 
we had a policy of using open source where possible and where possible, uh, contributing back to those projects that we were part of. You know, so yeah. there's, I've got little bits of code scattered throughout a bunch of a bunch of projects somewhere, um, <laughs> and there's you know there's never been any question that one great way, especially for relatively small companies, to give back to these projects has been to literally give back to these projects, you know? Yep. You know, projects like uh, Apache HTTPD is used in tons and tons of places. Tons and tons of companies use it, but what have we given back to these, you know, to the Apache Foundation? Um, some companies can contribute monetarily and that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And others contribute with contributing source. And that's also great. And one of the things that that I like about you know you know picking Jovo as the as the um, platform to contribute to open source wise is that you know they've started from the beginning they've been open source and they've really tried to get in and understand what developers need uh, for a framework that you can use for for voice and for chatbots and um, and even custom assistants and trying to figure out what that looks like and and. Uh, they really do rely on, on contributions, uh, whether it be uh, bug fixes or new features. And, uh, and we're able to, you know, the decision that we made with this one is that this is going to be uh, something that is actually shipped with the Jovo framework. So you have those files already there and you can choose to include this, this content management system um, as, as the one that you want to use for your projects. Fantastic. So um, I don't know, you want to show us a little bit about what uh, what this yeah. is now? Now, folks might remember, you know, when we were talking about content management systems a couple of months back, you had kind of brainstormed some ideas about how to to fit a CMS on top of Jovo, and then how to use Sanity as that CMS. Uh, and this sounds like it's an outgrowth of that. Yeah, it, it is. So, so it's, it's 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 exactly that. I was working on kind of just a side thing, learning exploring and, and seeing if it would, could be something that would be useful um, at RAIN. And, uh, and it's, it's the same you know, project that I was working on. Uh, one of the things that we, uh, you know, the gates that we check on was, has this been used on any client projects uh, yet? Or, you know, have we, have we built a client for this? And we want to make sure that, you know, code that we've built to a client, we don't, uh, we, we can't open source. And so um, this, you know, hadn't been, it was just been kind of a side project, a learning thing to, to explore. Um, and we found it useful, um, but we also wanted to go ahead and make sure that we open sourced it. And so if you were to go to the Jovo website and to the marketplace, you can see a list of all the different um, like platforms or plugins that are available. So these are the different things that you can write um, for Jovo um, for, you know, Alexa skills, Google actions, um, uh, chatbots, oh, other Interesting things. that Jovo supports Google business messages. Yeah, an, I've never, I've never used platform. it. it it's, it's, yeah, it'd be interesting kind of to check that out. It's an interesting it's, platform. We should, we should talk about that at some point. Yeah, that would be fun. So here are the different clients that you can use. So like if you're going to do a, a chatbot or host even like a tap to talk button on, on a website, then they've got some different options here. Uh, you can use uh, View and or a straight up web client. I think there's even um, other examples that they had, or at least that they had in the past on Re with React. Uh, one of the things that you can do with Jovo is plug in different databases. 
Um, so this would be a, uh, you know, a list of databases and this would be used for the user data store. Um, and so, you know, you can use these, you can create your own, uh, and not all of the, the plugins are hosted here, but um, they, they have pulled some of the ones in that aren't actually part, like these ones are part of core uh, Jovo framework. Um, like you can use Lex for ASR and NLU. They've got some things for Raza and some, you know, some other um, NLU. Um, and here's, you know, kind of where I where I've been uh, living with the different things that I've done. So these are projects that I've contributed, but there um, there's a link to them from um, from this the, this marketplace. Uh, so time zone, the community tools we've talked about, and my Badgerific plugin. Um, but what's new down here at this section is in output and content management systems. So in Jovo parlance, a content management system is some place where you can put information and, and pull it out, you know, kind of a very bare bones definition. But what you see a lot of the times is that is going to be like, if you want to, uh, any of your strings that you're going to speak back, do it in a way that that's separate from your code. Because and that's one of the things that you could put in a content management system. And then, what if you wanted to have that uh, localized for different languages? Then um, what would you do? So, mm -hmm. and um, as we've discussed a number of times, as we we've looked at CMSs and what we want CMSs and conversation engines to do, this lets you do something like um, your designer or even an end user in some cases is is able to add and change the possible responses rather Correct. than having to come back to the developer every time. Yeah, so um, be, before, like out of the box, the, the two <clears throat> CMS options that are available was Google Sheets and Airtable. Mm -hmm. And so now Sanity is a possibility. And what Sanity gives you is it actually gives you an admin website um, and a way for developers to quickly and easily define JSON schemas that define like the different things that you're going to store. Like if mm -hmm. it's a pet database, I, here's a pet object and all the information about a pet, the name, the, you know, the type of uh, animal that it is, you know, um, if it's, uh, you know, language translation of information, what's the key to access this uh, translation? What's the value? What's the value in this other language? What's the value if it's uh, platform specific um, for Alexa or something? So, um, those are different things that um, that are in a content management system. So we're going to go ahead and just uh, jump right into the documentation for Sanity CMS, and we'll go through what this means. So quick introduction is going to tell you what that what Sanity is. You know, it's a, it's a content management system. Uh, here's an example uh, from um, you know defining a schema. In this case, you're defining um, something called an article and um, it has certain fields and the title field is a string and on the screen, it's gonna show the word title. So it's Sanity has this idea of where when you create, um, it's, well, it's a headless content management system, um, meaning that all the content and objects are behind an API. And, um, and then, then there's the data store where things are being stored. And so um, Sanity hosts, this uh, hosts your projects for you and gives you an API to access the uh, projects and then the, the schemas or objects that you create inside of that project. And so part of that process is, it's kind of interesting and we'll get into this, is that 
it creates a web project that then has the connection information to the API. And so now you're using this web project to actually define the schema. And when you run this web project, you can run it locally or you can host it and have, and have them run it or you can mm -hmm. host it yourself. But um, it's called Sanity Studio. And so because I defined this um, object of type article, now I have um, this article showing up here and I can create new articles and I can fill in these fields and publish it. And now I have an instance of that article or some content actually in my database that then later I can say, give me um, all the articles or give me the article that has you know, this information in it or, you know. So, so, so this is where you might define fields such as platform specifics or, mm -hmm. you know, that you could define any field that makes sense in your, um, in your application, you know, and what your, your voice agent needs to, to deal with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and there's this type called document and that means it's going to surface it at the top level. You can also create something called an object. And so an object could be then used uh, inside of a document, either like nested right inside the document, or you could have a different place where you define uh, documents um, reference or, or other, uh, some, other, some other type, and then you can reference those. And so now with the UI, because you've got this relationship defined, you can, you can basically pop up another window, define whatever it is, save it, it gets saved, and then it gets a reference to it set, set here. So it's got a lot of power in how it can, uh, you know, create objects and relationships and, and, and things. Okay. Um, and, and, the, and you don't have to do anything really to customize the UI. The fun thing is, is that it is a web project and you can customize the UI uh, because they give you the source code to this. Um, but it's basically a, a, an admin project that you could use behind the scenes where you know, developers could create things, designers, you could make this accessible via a login so that your um, you know, clients or you know, customers or anybody that's making the content, um, you know, if you've got a quiz app, you could give this uh, link to this website, they can log in and they could be creating questions you know, for the future, for mm -hmm. this, this quiz app. Um, and uh, and you know you you get to define it. It's got a, a small public uh, workflow where things are by default saved as a draft, and then you could actually publish it. And then that way you can say, just give me those things that are published. And so there's, there's quite a bit of power in, in what's available. Yep, in, powerful standard CMS stuff. Okay. So the other important part to bring out is that now to query this information out, there is something called graph relational object queries. It's an, or Grok for short, and which is kind of funny. I kind of like the fact that it's uh, it's Grok and it's got the dual meanings for Grok and Grok, but I like that. Anyway, um, this query language looks a little bit like um, GraphQL, or you know, it's not quite the same. It's 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 very custom to um, Sanity, but it serves the same purpose. You can say these are the, this is the information that I want to query back. I want to pull in these relationships and and but just uh, surface these properties off of these objects, and you have quite a bit of control over what, these queries. Um, so this is going to go walk through. We'll go through fairly quickly. This is like, well, how do I set up Sanity? And um, so I'm going to pull you know this the Sanity plugin, uh, the CLI in, and I'm going to go ahead and start this, and it's going to ask me some questions, and it's going to create this uh, Sanity Studio web project for me, and and also create um, 
what the project ID and you know, the values that I need. And so it's going to register that on the server and it's going to put those values in my, my project here locally. Um, so now I have- So, so to be clear, so, yeah. so to be clear, what this is doing is you are checking out the Sanity project. So you're creating your own local instance of it mm -hmm. and you can, well, that you're, you're going to edit because you'll be create, yep. you can create new instances. You might want to tailor it to, for, for your own specific needs. To be technical, we're installing the Sanity plugin or CLI, and then we're running the Sanity CLI, which allows us to create a project, which okay. will then pull a template down locally and fill in all the values okay. in that project. So but then we have a web project that we can turn around and check that project into uh, source control. That is our XYZ project. Um, Got it. And so... Now we have the back end, and let's say that somebody's been working and they've generated all kinds of data, and you know the developer that's handling the that side of the project is defining schemas for different things. So we, oh, we've got translations, we've got basic settings, we've got you know pets, we've got people, we've got whatever it is that that you want to keep track of um, in your content management system. That's already happened. So now voice developer comes in and they're like, hey, I'm using Jovo four. Oh, this looks great. Our, our company is already using or our project's already using Sanity. Um, so um, we're going to go ahead and, and you know, you'll, you'll create your basic starter project. However, Jovo tells you to, you know, to, to create it. And then you're, let's say, I think I'm going to use this plugin. So I'm going to just do my NPN install for the Sanity, you know, the CMS Sanity uh, plugin. And that imports that in. And Different things that you might need from that are Sanity CMS um, and this concept of transformers. We'll talk about that in a, a little bit later, query transformers. But first thing you're gonna do, just like any plugin that you do for Jovo, um, you're going to register the plugin, uh, new up an instance of it. And then this um, object that you're passing to it is a config object. So these are any are the, anything that you need uh, to, uh, Register. So in this case, you need a project ID and a data set to connect to that Sanity project that's right. in the cloud. I was going to say, so this is basically setting up how to, to connect to the database that Sanity is maintaining for you. Right. Okay. And it's and it's really interesting because Sanity has two different API endpoints based on if you set it up for um, use content, uh, use CDN or not. One of their APIs actually caches every response back from the API uh, in a CDN. So if you do a certain Grok query, it's going to first check the, the CDN and see if the answer is already there, save you even, even more time. Uh -huh. And that, then that's, that CDN gets updated. So like on the back end, if I add some new data to it, then it's going to invalidate the, the CDN, um, the cache. And then when I query through that CDN endpoint, again, it's going to recache it and start building up that cache again. Um, or you can turn off, you know, CDN and it's just going to always directly query um, the, the data store. So that's, uh, that's some options over here. You got, so there's some additional options that you have that you can, you can configure. But the important thing is, is that uh, Jovo has this lifecycle that goes through at different points. At one of those steps early on, there's a point where it will plug in any content management systems that you've got configured. And so this knows that, uh, that the plugin type is, uh, is a content management system. And what it does is it, um, in this case, it's going to run any 
queries that you've got defined. You have an object here called queries. Here's a key. So translations, and then this is what you're going to do. There's in this case, we've got a default query behind the scenes um, uh, that runs, or you can just specify a string, which is the grok query. Um, and what happens is then it's going to go through each of these keys and says, oh, I'm going to execute this query. When I get the result back, I'm going to make it available to Jovo as dollar sign CMS dot, in this case, translations. Okay, so and this is where still. you would put in some, some basic information that gets added every time. Yeah, so every time you go through, and and that, and this is this is one of the things that 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 uh, nice about the Sanity plugin being cached behind a CDN, is that the CMS plugin gets called every time there's a request response um, cycle. So the request coming in, it's going to hit a step where it's going to you know to hit the content management system, pull the latest things down. In this case, you know maybe it's the cache stuff and make it available, and so, so and then use it. Yeah, go ahead. So basically, every time a request comes in you will be doing all of the queries that are listed in this query section. So you'll get the exactly. translations, which I assume is the, the list of possible translations. And yeah. And, and what, does that include the replies to the translations or, or we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, we'll get to that. And you'll, you'll get to see that in a second. Okay. In a second. But, but um, yeah, so that's, this is an interesting design choice because um, you'll want to only include queries here that you want, that you're likely going to need every time that you use it. Yeah. Every, every every time. Whereas other things that might only you might only need in certain parts, then you might want to then include the the SDK for sanity, do a grok query and query that at the point of time that you need it. Um, but um, so that's kind of a design choice that you need to make as far as like is this information that I'm going to need every time, or is it is it fairly inexpensive to grab this? Yeah, every that's... time. Um, versus, okay. yeah. So, so that okay. is, yeah, that's definitely a choice that that uh, that the developer needs to be aware of. Uh, but yes, any, you know, if you have twenty queries here, then it would be twenty different queries every time that it goes through the request response um, cycle. All right, so that's the main point. So we talked about, and like, here's some additional configuration points. Um, I'm just going to skip through that. You can read the documentation. But you, what you can see here are some additional queries. So in this case, um, the translation query transformer is querying the translation object type from Sanity. And this part here at the end means don't pick up any drafts, just only do published um, translations. And then what happens is that query then gets run through this transformer um, because there's a specific format that Jovo is looking for, for translation information. So it's got a special transformer that it uses. Oh, okay. okay. The simplest case, let's, let's go down here to like the simplest case here. Right. What are, what, what the simplest case is probably this articles. Yeah. This, this articles one is probably the simplest one. It's saying, Hey, I'm going to go and find star, find all of the articles or all the objects, documents of type article that have been published. And that's what's going to return and assign to this um, article's uh, property. And you can access it in Jovo via the Jovo object dot CM, dollar sign CMS dot articles. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the simple, simplest one was be, you could even include this part off right here and say, give me um, all articles, whether they're published or, or draft. So I, 
the result of that that comes back, how does that differ than the result of the translation one, for example? Or is the fact that you provide just a string equivalent to new translation query transformer with the query parameter being that string? Yeah, no. So what happens is that this query, when, when you query this query in Grok, it's going to return back JSON. Okay. And so that JSON could be an array, which was in this case, or in this case of site settings, there's only one site setting. And so even though it comes back as an array, I'm saying give You're me describing the, first the first item. One. Yep. And so in this case, it's an object. So, so in the end, Grok is going to return back either an, a single object or an array of objects. That's that's what it Okay, does. so that and that's just what gets stored directly. And that's what gets stored directly. And these other cases, we're saying we're we're saying don't execute the query directly. Have translate query transformer execute the query and then take the result. And before the result comes back and gets assigned, run some processing on that result and do something different to it. Okay. So okay. So like in this case, the key object, the key object query transformer, this is going to come back as an array. But what if I wanted the the when we needed as, 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 as an object? Yeah. And the thing that I wanted to be the key of my object, I can specify here. Everything has an underscore ID. Um, so you could say, you know, you, this would return back. A, this would this right query would return back an array. Let's say it's got three products in it. So now after it runs through this transformer, I'm going to have one yep. object assigned to this and it's going to have key, uh, whatever the value of the ID is. So let's say it's ABC, then it's going to have a key of ABC dot and then whatever the object is that would right. associate with ABC. So it's it's doing a, you know, a, a flip from an array no, to an object. No, I, so, so a translation is something very specific in the, the translation format is a Jovo specific format. So you need some way to transform from the JSON that gets stored in sanity to the format that, that Jovo is expecting. Yeah. And so if you didn't have a CMS, the way that you would do translations in Jovo is there's a, a, a JSON object that has a very specific, it's, it's based off of the, the, the structure for I 18 next is the library that, that, uh, that they use. gets okay. used. And so there's like definitions of resources and there's, you know, so there's different, uh, there's a, definitely a structure. And what I've done with this translation query transformer, it actually is expecting a very specific definition of what a translation is in Sanity. And I give you some example, I give you like some files that are, this is the schema that you'll need to use to do this as kind of a shortcut. If you want to do translations some other way. Yep, no, no I, um, you can build your own transformer. You, no, you I, can yeah. build your own transformer. Yeah. Okay. I got it. All right. So uh, this is just more details about the different configuration of the plugin itself. Um, so we talked about query, uh, and here's a link, and you can all you can read all about uh, mm -hmm. Grok and what you can do with queries. And this is saying, hey, the Jovo object, which is defined as this, you can do this dot dollar sign CMS dot products, and I would get my object, which is the products. Uh, um, listed, and I could access that. So um, that's Got just it. more okay. information about that. So let's talk a little bit about query transformers and specifically about the translations query transformer. Like here's a, a, def, a schema definition for a translation uh, in Sanity. 
So a translation is a document. That means it's going to appear at the root level. <clears throat> it includes a key, and that key could be you know, just a string or a string in dot notation. And uh, it's saying, well, here is this default entry. And so you define the key only once, but then you can define various versions or translations of that in one language or across different languages. Uh, but it says, oh, I'm going to include right inside of this document a uh, something called default, which is going to be a translation entry. And we'll look at what translation entry is, and we're going to make sure that this is required. And then there's also this array of additional entries that are also translation entries. And then this, this kind of is, is a syntax that you can specify, well, how does this look like inside of the Sanity Studio URI? So what, you know, there's a title and the subtitle and what shows up in the title and subtitle. Okay, so, so that, what, what this represents is for some kind of identifier, whatever yep. name you choose, this is the uh, default string for that, as well as a right. bunch of additional strings for various other languages. Yeah, or if it's for the exact same language, then what it's going to do is randomly pick one from the list. Oh, okay, of, okay. Yeah, so that's all built into how, how I18Next works, and so you get that for free as well. So then if you take a look at, um, so in, it's, this is kind of interesting because I've in one case I've included the object right into the definition of the page. And the other one I've said, there's gonna be an array of these. And so now you have to you reach out and, and, and grab those. So if I look at a, what a translation entry looks like, it has an object, which means I can't create it at the upper level. It has to be included in a document. Um, it's got a field called locale. And uh, here I define a dropdown of these are the possible things that you can pick for locale. And you could expand that to whatever languages it, that, yep. that you, okay. you want to use. Since you own the schema, uh, you can control and morph this however you want. There's also a platform. And so I give it a list of different platforms that are available. These are uh, defined using um, how Jovo defines a platform. So Alexa, Google Assistant, I think there would be one for web. And then this is the text of the translation. And that's it. So if we okay. were to go back and look at the UI, this is kind of a screenshot of the UI that gets generated for that object. Um, <clears throat> so here's an entry I created called welcome. So the key is welcome. The default included object is, I've said the locale is English. I haven't set a platform, it's not required. And here's the text, hello world. But I've also added two additional translations. So like if I click on add item here, a new UI shows up that includes the same information right here in a pop-up and I can specify, oh, the text is going to be welcome Alexa user, the locale is English and the platform is Alexa. Or I can just say English and hi. So in this case of, you know, if, if I'm using an this- additional yeah, if I'm using this and that's, and that's on, a, uh, on Alexa, then it's going to pull this Alexa specific one out. If I'm not, then it's going to randomly pick between hello world and hi and give me that as, you know, when I ask for this key, then it's going to do that. Um, and over here, we've got a couple, another couple of examples, bye, uh, goodbye, and then here's like some a.b. So you're showing that you the key can be dot notation. Um, Okay. And what happens when that happens is that, you know, 
if this were a JSON, a big JSON file, then um, then you would have the A node, and underneath that there would be a property called B, and then the B node would have you know and so whatever forth. the yep. value is. And so okay. this just this just talks about you know uh, the keys, just the different values that are um, available in a translation entry. And this is how you would use it inside of Jovo. You would just say this dot dollar sign T and provide the key, and behind the scenes it will give you the value. Um, so what what happens is that um, there is a very specific format. So like if I were to do a grok query and get back the answer of what all my translations look like, it's in one format. It doesn't match the format that I need. And so what translations query transformer does is takes that result and turns it into a JSON object like this. EN translation, which is, this is how um, IET next structures it. Um, and then like, here's my key. Here's my values. It's an array that will randomly pick between one of those. Uh, my key by A, B, and my two values that I've got for that. Um, so that's how, how that works. So if you were to create all of your strings in Sanity and then use this as the, the plugin, then you've got things separated from your code and your, your, your text translation. Somebody else can do that. You could you know, have as fancy of a workflow as you want. You can even have things, since Sanity is an API, you can have other workflows that will push content into Sanity and make, and then that would be available. You know, you can do whatever you want with uh, Sanity behind the scenes, but this uh, would give you all of the different translations that you need. Okay, very cool. cool. So any questions, yeah, any questions about, you know, how you could do translations with Sanity and pull that into Jovo? No, it makes perfect sense. And again, I, I think what, my my understanding was I didn't get that Jovo has a specific translation format that it expects. So this is why you needed to do that that mapping. Whereas for other values that you may use, it's okay to leave them in in the native uh, object format because or build a translation into a format that you care about. Um, but you didn't need to. Nope, I'm yeah. I'm good so far. All right, and, excellent. So the next part, and we've already kind of briefly talked about this, what the key object query transformer does. Um, but uh, like, you know, here's your, here's the uh, key object query transformer. You have to pass in a key. That key has to be a property that is on the, an object that's in the array that's, that, that comes back as this result. Um, so in this case, uh, we've changed whatever, you know, the, the structure is that, that was stored or queryable from Sanity using Grok into this format where now, um, well, like, well, here's this case. This is what the Grok result might look like. There would be some sort of an ID. The type is a product. Here's the name. It's a Sharpie. And you, this isn't necessarily the best uh, example because you've, you wouldn't necessarily use a GUID as a property value, but you could. Um, well, I, I could easily see where there are cases where you would. You know, if yeah. either here or somewhere else, you've mapped. Um, True. You know, you know, if you've got a slot, for example, and you've defined that this is the the slot name, and you've gotten a bunch of aliases that you've defined for the slot, for example. Yeah. This might be a useful way to do that. Or if you are selling stuff using Amazon sales properties, and you know, you this might be the AID because you need to look up the AID because that's what Amazon is giving you. Yeah. 
Um, so I, I can, the, yeah, I can see that because what you would do if you didn't have that and it was still in the array form, then you would have to do do a, a, a find, you know, find the ID that equals this. And then, you know, every place that you needed to do this, you'd have to do a find first to see if the object there, test if the object came back. Whereas now you could just do if, um, you know, dollar sign CMS dot, uh, what is this product um, dot, whatever the value is, or even like bracket syntax with yeah. the, the key, you can see if it exists. And if it does exist, then you could just use the value from it. It does, it does save you some. Um, if that's the way that you're using it, then this, is, this would be the, the case of why you'd want to convert an array into a, an object. Would just be easier. Um, yeah, it's an, it's, it's an easier local lookup. You know, yeah. So once you have this yeah. chunk of data, it's, it's one line to look it up rather than two or three, and it may not always be obvious what these two yeah. or three lines are trying to do. Okay. Yeah, so all it does is it switches it around. It doesn't change the original object. That's, no, that still, makes, yeah. the, that's still the value. So you'll, ha you'll have the ID in both places, um, but now you can access it um, with the key of with whatever property you define. So like name wouldn't be a really good, necessarily a good thing because there'll be, there could be spaces in it and there could be maybe duplicate names. Right. Um, you know, so name is a display name of some sort, maybe, yeah. or, you know, yeah. this is a very common um, thing that, that needs to be done, and, you know, yeah. in lots of programming environments, because when you store them in a lot of ways, it is just easier and better just to store them as a list because you may want duplicates. You may want to, you know, speed of updating, whereas when you're getting them out, you want to have that uh, quick lookup. Yeah. And a map or an object provides that kind of quick lookup while an array does not. Yeah. Um, but I'll have, more, I'll have more questions on that in a second, I think, so. <laughs> well, and then, um, and that's, then this would just be how you would use it. So this does dollar sign CMS product, and this is the key. and. Or if you know if the key was something else that was easier, mm -hmm. you didn't have to use the uh, this syntax. You could access it directly in here. So there's you know you have some options. Um, the last part in this document is just talking about well, I, there's two, and the great thing about this is being open source is that you can go look at Jovo Framework and go find this plugin and say oh how did how did this query transformer get implemented? And you have a couple of examples of how query transformers work. And then we expose the, the, uh, the base sanity query transformer class, which means uh, you can create your own. So you know, basic thing is, is it's always going to accept a query coming in as the config, uh, because in the end, it's going to, uh, the, the sanity plugin code is going to execute that query. And then it's going to check to see if this is a transformer or, or a string. If it's a transformer object, then it's going to, to call the transformer on it it's going to call the execute method on the transformer um, and return back uh, whatever it is. And, uh, and it's going to return back. So it can return back either an object or an array of objects. Um, and you can you know, do, with, do with it what you want. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, I, I feel like one of the things that I'm a little bit stuck on perhaps. And, and this is, okay. some of this is definitely my bias coming from the work, my work on multivocal is the, um, the, the, the key transformer makes a lot of sense, but I feel like it doesn't scale. 
Because, you know, if you've got a thousand products, that means that every time you're issuing the same query, and even though it may be hitting the CDN, it's still a thousand things that you're getting back, which takes time. And all you're getting out of it is one or two things. True. So this is, I, I, you know, so I feel like if you've got a limited number of things, you know, if this is, you know, just your, your king against slot values, you don't have a thousand slot values usually, not always, but usually. Yeah. That kind of makes, you know, that, that seems like an appropriate use for it. But I worry that developers being developers who <laughs> are always looking for the easiest solution. Yeah. We'll do something like run that query every single request and then start wondering why it's taking seven seconds for. Yeah. Where do my seven seconds go? Right. Exactly. Um, so that, that's, that's, I feel like that, you know, but, but as you said, if that is an issue, the solution is, okay, you embed the sanity API yourself, you make that call and your, 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 your grok just says, give me the results for this idea. And you'll just get back the the one or the the small list of things that that ID applies to. Yeah, and and you know actually what um, I just had an idea of how to improve this actually. <laughs> so one of the things that we could do is we could add a new parameter um, as part of this that would indicate that you don't want the you don't want it to be executed, but you're basically giving it a name. So that later on in your code, you can just say, sanity, give me this thing. You don't have to, you don't have to worry about the SDK for sanity. You're just asking the plugin because we, we do have an, uh, an, you know, an object or a way that we could get access to it. We could just say, give me the result or execute this query now. And it would give you the query or it would, um, you know, give, do the query and then transform the query and then, so you could delay. So that'd be interesting to have like a delay or a no, like a no execute flag. I'm not sure exactly what the great the great great name would be, but you could then specify um, that that these are you're configuring all of these, but not all of them are necessarily running right. um, at start. So that's a good that's a good idea. I like that. Right. So so basically, it's something that in your handler you can access, but it's not accessed until you specifically do so. Right. And maybe you'll pass parameters to it at that point, or maybe it pulls parameters from elsewhere in the, the lifecycle object yeah. um, or something. That yeah, makes sense. interesting. Okay. Yeah, I like that. That's that's a good, a good idea to, to check into. So, so I that, think that is it for the definition, just showing you how to write, write your own. So this is very exciting. I mean, this is... Yeah. You know, this is some pretty cool stuff. And what I think I like about it is that it, you know, it takes, it builds on top of things that people will already understand about how Jovo does things. So right. you're not radically changing things. You're just saying, look, you know, you're already doing these things with Jovo. Here's how you do them with Jovo plus sanity. And I right. think that's fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Um so like um, something that's interesting, like for example, you could start off, and this is the way a lot of uh, people do start off, is you can say, I have, um, oh, yeah. I'm just gonna use, I'm just gonna use Google Sheets. And so you start off with Google Sheets and this is talking about like, oh, in the case of translation, here's my key. 
here's what it's in English, here's what it is in German. And you're like, that makes sense for me. And that's, that, that's good. And, and you're thinking, well, I'd like that. And, and there's actually, there's no reason why you couldn't do this part using a, um, using the Google Sheets um, CMS and then have other things use the Sanity CMS. There's no reason why you can't have right. two, so, two CMSs. So it just means you don't load the translation object in on the Sanity side. What happens if you do yeah. do both? You just don't define. What happens if you do have this is the translation mm -hmm. and the Sanity is a translation? Do they supplement probably, each other? It's probably, the second one's probably going to over. Well, I don't know. Actually. I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't it, mean to ask the, the tricky yeah, questions. Yeah, you did. Here. Well, I was going to say, I think it overwrites it, but I'm not necessarily sure because I think I, I remember some code in there where it's checking to see, does this key exist? If it doesn't, then add it and add the stuff. So it might, in essence, do a merge. That would be an interesting test. That would to be do. great because then what you have is you've got the ability, well, you've got the ability to have, you know, one group create the, the defaults. You know, this, yep. is, this is the absolute fallback definitions. And then you have the CMS that anybody, you know, that you can use that, you know, you open up to the designers, the, the customer. And if the customer, for whatever reason, forgets to add something, well, your designer has set it up already in this other place that the, the customer can't accidentally delete. Right. So that, that's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I'll we'll have to, I'll have to uh, when I have a spare moment, do that. Oh, um, a spare moment. Where, didn't yeah, we open uh, this show by talking about how we don't oh, have shoot, spare Oh, shoot. Yeah, moments. we did. We talked about that, didn't we? I don't really have a lot of spare moments. Sorry. I was just trying to like scroll down here to try to find, like here is an example as well that um, Sheets has this concept of, of, um, of Sheets, but it's like, in this case, if you define your spreadsheet a certain way to do translations, then you use the translation sheet to convert it into, mm -hmm. you know, whatever the, whatever the API that goes against Google Sheets gives you into what you need for Jovo's, uh, you know, IT Next implementation. But there's a key value sheet, there's a key object sheet, an object array sheet. And so then, you know, you've got, uh, depending on which CMS you use, there might be different um, uh, of these things that you can wrap um, around results to do different things, to get them into certain formats. So, so very cool. And congratulations again on, on getting this, uh, having your company make this available to, uh, to everyone. Yeah, it's, it's been fun, fun process. I, I, you know, I, one, I enjoyed doing the code Two, I enjoyed being involved in the process of, of how we were going to open source it and then, to have mine selected, which was really cool. And uh, you know, uh, Jan and Alex were um, very, very appreciative uh, um, and got lots of uh, recognition on, on Twitter for uh, an appreciation that way for doing, uh, doing this and you know, looking forward to other things that might be able to do um, either you know, personally on my side projects to, to add to Jovo or maybe another contribution through Rain. I'd love to hear, you know, how other people are using this or what other things people are, are looking for in this sort of thing. Uh, as always, uh, folks can, since this is a project, uh, it's a project on GitHub, right? It is. It's, and it's, 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 it's part of, 
Jovo, um, and, and there's if you just have to go to the Jovo Docs and, and type in contribution, and it will tell you like how do I, how would I add something to this project or any other you know part, and whether it be a bug fix or or a new feature. Um, and so, there's a way, there's a process where you go through, um, and then it gets uh, gets approved and reviewed, and uh, you know the next release of Jovo, your your changes will be there. So people can open issues. Um, people can reach out to us on uh, on social media, on Twitter, yep. LinkedIn. Um, as always, the comments below. Uh, any other final thoughts, Mark? Nope. It's just uh, get involved with open source. It's It's been a fun experience. Agreed. So look forward to seeing what folks are doing another time on Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Take care, Alan. Have a great week, Mark. Thank you.